Welcome back to another episode of the Sex Mancers Podcast. On this week, we're going to be talking about getting out of the bedroom and having a date night. Now, I know for the most part, we have talked a lot about reconnecting physically as a means towards getting him into a better mood, disrupting his routine in a way that he'll agree to, and putting him in a situation where he's more likely to want to do more of the things that you want to do. So you've implemented all of these strategies, and it's been working for you, and now you're wanting to take it out of the bedroom to start reconnecting emotionally as well as physically. So what do you do? Well, date night seems like a good idea here, but you got to be careful because there's a right way to do date night and a wrong way to do date night, or at least a way that date night will be more successful towards accomplishing what you want to improve uh, you, you know, what you are looking for in the relationship. Because, yes, all the sex stuff, you know, in the bedroom and all of that is, you know, going through to fulfill all the things he needs out of the relationship. But now we need to spend some time focusing on what you need out of the relationship. Otherwise, you know, it's not going to be, um, you know, a very successful relationship if only one of you is getting your needs fulfilled. So let's go through and start talking about date night. And one of the things I like to do when I set up these scenarios is tell you the unsuccessful way to do date nights or unsuccessful ways to do something. So let's take a look at the wrong way to do date night. So if you're working a traditional job, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday, you know, this is how I would do it. Now, if you don't have, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five with the weekends off, you may need to adjust the day of the week, you know, accordingly. But the wrong way to do this would be to set up date night to happen on a Monday through Thursday night, right? Any one of those nights, wrong, bad idea. Here's why, right? You're already, you know, going to be tired by the time it gets towards night. Why? Because you had to wake up early for work. So, you know, as evening sets in, you know, your body is used to going, mm, you know, it's a work night. It's getting late. I want to go to bed. So you're not going to be able to spend that much time together. Because by the time, you know, you get home, get changed out of your work clothes, get into, you know, your date night clothes, you know, especially if you have a commute, you're, all you really have time to do is maybe go out and grab something at McDonald's, right? And if you uh, try going to a restaurant and ordering your food, well, what happens? Well, you get there, you take you get to see, you have to order, you have to wait for the order to come in, you know, and during that time, you're not really able to, you know, really talk, you know, why? Because it's, you know, the restaurant uh, may be loud, everyone trying to have, you know, conversations, but also because you don't want other people to overhear certain things uh, about your relationship, you know, you're not able to you know, have a full range of discussion, you know, and when they bring the food, you're not really able to talk a whole lot. You know, I, I've never got this idea where talking over dinner, you know, 
is somehow a good idea. I've never understood that because you're constantly interrupting your conversation in order to take a bite to eat, you know, and by the time you get through all of that and, you know, you get through the meal, the night's pretty much over, right? Because you got to get home and make sure that you get to bed early enough so that you're not dead tired and dragging the next day for work. And this is especially true if date night is a night that you plan on having sex. Then that really cuts down the time out of the bedroom to be much shorter. And, you know, when you go to work the next day, you're either going to be tired because you stayed up and had sex, or you're going to be horny because you were up late trying to connect and now you're, you know, didn't have time for sex and now you're horny, you know, and women, you have to admit that as you're getting attention from the guy in your life and you're hugging and touching and connecting emotionally through conversation, that does get you horny, you know? Uh, now, not every time it's not a magic key. It depends on the conversation, but you know, that does get you, you know, uh, in the mood and, do you like going to work horny? Because let's face it, you know, as much as you may not realize it, guys do have the ability to tell when women are horny. We can smell you, you know? Now, I guess that may be why, you know, some women douse themselves in so much perfume as to try and avoid guys being able to smell uh, when they're horny and everything. But, you know, Teach their own. Uh, you're not really fooling anybody when you put on, uh, you know, extra perfume to try and cover it up. So this is the unsuccessful way to do a date night. But there are successful ways uh, in order to do this. The first thing is, you know, maybe pick a Friday or Saturday night. Now, if you have the option to choose either one of those nights, my suggestion would be Saturday. Saturdays should be when you have date night. Why is that? Now, of course, this is assuming that your job is Monday through Friday, you know, traditional with the weekends off. The reason I would pick Saturday is, in theory, you should be able to sleep in and wake up uh, naturally so that you're as well rested as you need to be. Now, those of you who have kids, <laughs> good luck. There is no sleeping in. You know, you know it. I know it. I can't, you know, go through and, you know, truly remember the last time that I was able to just sleep in naturally until I woke up after having kids. You know, now, now, I guess, um, you know, if I count the times when, I, my wife has, you know, taken them away for a weekend to go visit her parents. Then, yeah, sure, but that's rare. That's not necessarily the norm. So it's not something that you know occurs frequently. But then again, maybe if your uh, kids are older and they don't come in and wake you up the moment they wake up, so maybe you do get to sleep in. But there is that period uh, where the kids, you know, the moment they wake up, they feel like they have to wake you up. So, you know, depending on your situation, 
you may or may not be able to sleep in on Saturdays. But you are able to get to bed as early as you want on Friday night. I know going to bed early on Friday night, you know, for some of you is, you know, considered, you know, boring and no social life. But the question is, do you want to have a successful date night? Right? So you can still get all the sleep that you need. Uh, you just may need to go to bed earlier on Friday night. And then another good reason why Saturday night uh, is a good night in order to do your date night is because you get to start date night as early as you want. You don't have to wait until you get off of work, commute home, get changed, and get out the door. No, you, you can make sure that you're ready so that instead of date night starting at 7 o'clock and only going until 9 o'clock, you know, you can start date night at 5 o'clock, right? This is a good idea right here. So you start date night, you know, maybe at 5 o'clock, and you're able to go until 9 or 10 o'clock. If you have kids, you know, you'll need to get a sitter, and I understand that's an expense. But if you live close to family, you might be able to drop them off, you know, and let them spend time with their cousins at their aunt and uncle's house. Or let them spend time with grandma and grandpa. You know, uh, your situation varies here. You know, but if you have to, get a sitter. And then with the sitter, you know, um, you know, you got that extra expense, but you're able to spend more time together on date night. And maybe, you know, depending on your financial situation, you're only able to do date night twice a month. Heck, for some of you, if you just do it once a month, it would be a huge improvement. So you're able to start off earlier. But also, because you're starting off earlier, when you go off uh, to the restaurant, you know, to have your meal or whatever it is you're going uh, to eat, there's going to be less people. There's going to be less wait time. Therefore, you know, you're not, you know, in a as noisy of an environment, you know, and you're able to, you know, have a more broader range discussion uh, because you're not so concerned about people overhearing you because there's just not that many people there at five o'clock. And then after the meal, you know, so if you get out the door at five, say you get to the restaurant at 530, you know, you should be done eating between 6.15, 6.30. You still got several hours to be able to spend together. What do you do with that? Do you go to a movie? No. Now, okay, maybe sometimes you can go to a movie because there's something that you both really want to see. But if the goal here is to reconnect emotionally, being able to just kind of, you know, hug each other, talk to each other, you know, and just, you know, connect. A movie is a horrible idea. And I probably should have stated that up front in the what not to do. Do not go to a movie when the purpose of a date night is to reconnect with each other. Because in a movie, you know, it's just like sitting at home watching TV. You're just sitting in a chair. You know, it's dark. You know, you're watching the show. You're not able to talk to each other or do anything. Now, there are some exceptions to this. You know, uh, beyond just, 
the idea that you both really want to see the movie. Maybe one exception is because your bucket list is to get away with sex in the movie theater, right? So, you know, there is that, you know, you, you know, get a seat, you know, in the back and maybe during the movie, your bucket list was to give him a blow job during the movie or to try and see if you can get away with, you know, having, you know, penetrating sex during the movie. You know, if that's on your bucket list, that then, yeah, sure. You know, a movie uh, would fit in uh, on date night. But if that is not on your bucket list, a movie is a horrible idea, right? So you want to go through and find something else to do. Maybe, you know, um, you play tennis, you know, you know, have some athletic, you're getting some exercise, you're relieving stress, and maybe you're able to talk. Or maybe you just go for a walk on a trail. Maybe you go bike riding together. You know, maybe you, you know, play basketball. Maybe, you know, you do a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, you can uh, do uh, quite a bit when it comes uh, down to it. Um, One of the things I know me and my wife have enjoyed doing uh, when we have been able to get out of the house without the kids is go down to the arcade and play laser tag, right? You're running around and, you know, you're trying to get at each other. Maybe you talk, you know, some trash. Oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, man, I'm going to score so big or, you know, whatever it is, you know, that you want to talk trash about. But you're having fun. You're playing with each other. You're chasing after each other. You know, it's a fun time. You know, your age, you know, may play a part in, what activities that you do, but it's always a good idea that whatever it is, you know, it's in a place where you can talk freely and you're able to have fun and you're able to connect. So there's a lot of things that you can do, but there are some other things that you need to consider when setting up a successful date night. And we'll talk about those things just as soon as we take a few moments to thank our sponsor. Now, sex will play a role in how you set up a successful date night. And as you do date nights and keep it, you know, a date night pretty consistently, whether you make that every Saturday, every other Saturday, or whatever frequency that you pick for whatever night of the week that you pick based on your schedule, your strategy for sex is going to play a big role in whether or not your date night is going to be successful towards the goal that you are aiming for. Okay, so let's take a look here. If your goal of date night is to just be able to make sure that, you know, he is there, you know, uh, mentally, you know, in the conversation, and that he's not distracted by thinking about, sex later on that night or, you know, making sure that he's not horny and he's actually paying attention to you rather than, you know, constantly looking at you uh, with those bedroom eyes. There are ways to do this. Now, some people may say, you know, have sex before you go out for the night. Okay. I understand that strategy, but I also understand that that may not be the best course of action because let's face it, ladies, I understand 
you know, from your perspective, that it may not be fun to go out in public, you know, have a meal or go for a walk or do a whole bunch of other stuff when you have cum dripping from your pussy. All right. I understand that. That may not be the most comfortable situation for you. So what do you do in that situation? Now, for some of you, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe, you know, you have sex and then you throw on a pad or, you know, uh, something like you would if you were having a period and, you know, you just go through and let, you know, the pad soak it all up, you know, while you're out on a date. That is one option, you know, And, and, you know, I get it, you know, as far as it dripping out of you, creating a wet spot and all of that. I mean, I've, you know, had this uh, issue, you know, in the past where me and my wife, you know, uh, before we got married, you know, we were, you know, we would have sex, you know, and, you know, I granted, you know, we were together for years and years. And, you know, at that point, it was just like, yeah, marriage is just a paper, right? We eventually got it, but we were practically, you know, married. We were living together, been together for years, yada, yada, yada. But I knew that she didn't really like the idea, you know, and it was very uncomfortable uh, for her to go out in public after sex, you know, uh, to go and engage in activities because it would be dripping out of her. There'd be a wet spot on her pants because a lot would be dripping out of her and all of that. So here's another strategy that you can use. Let's say your date night is on Saturday night. Well, go ahead and have sex Friday night. You know, it gives it time uh, to drain out of you uh, and it makes sure that he's not, you know, horny or thinking about sex on date night so that he is more present mentally in any conversation that you are engaging in as you connect emotionally, right? You can see how this works because he's not going to be distracted by thinking about sex later on that night. He's not going to be, you know, uh, drifting off you know, in his thoughts, you know, uh, thinking about sex because he's horny. You've already taken care of him being horny. Now he gets to be there in the conversation, fully focused on you. There are other ways uh, that you can go about this. Uh, For instance, if you're not horny uh, on that particular night, you know, you can go off uh, before date night, you know, before you go out for the night and just you know, give him a blowjob, right? Now you got him, you know, freshly satisfied so that he is focused on you in the conversation. He has dedicated all of his mental capacity to engaging with you instead of, again, thinking about sex because he is horny. So your sex strategy here plays a factor in a successful date night by playing a factor in whether or not he's going to be able to, you know, be fully present or if he's going to be constantly drifting off into a daydream about what he is thinking is going to happen later on that night. But what if for you, the purpose of date night is part of your foreplay, you know, getting that conversation in because, you know, women, you know, communication is lubrication. You know, a guy, you know, being present, holding hands, you know, fully engaged in the conversation, 
you know, and, you know, some touching, some flirting, you know, is what you need for foreplay so that you're horny and that you have, you know, a good orgasm, you know, because if you're not in the mood, you know, you're not going to have that enjoyable time sexually. So what do you do when you want to have sex be the culmination of date night? Now, this gets to be a little tricky, but there are things uh, that you can do here. And one of those things is you can make the whole night about getting prepared sexually. What do I mean by that? Well, you can buy uh, some uh, vibrating toys here, you know, vibrating uh, panties or something that goes uh, into your panties, you know, uh, that is a vibrator, you know, and maybe it even provides some penetration. And that it be something that is Bluetooth and uh, remote control. And then make sure he has the app on his phone that works for your vibrator. And then you can go off uh, throughout the night. You know, maybe you go out to eat. And while you're eating at various times, you know, he's going to touch that button. He's going to turn on that vibrator, you know, uh, and you're going to get a quick jolt. I mean, for you, part of the excitement is never knowing when it's going to come and how long it's going to last. So you can do that as part of, you know, your foreplay, right? And that can be a pretty fun uh, way to go. You know, whether you're at the restaurant, at the movie theater, whether you're, you know, going uh, just for a walk, you know, going through having that conversation. But just know that the conversation itself is going to lean more towards sexual uh, intimacy conversation. So you're not really going to be able to get into some really deep issues if you do this. This is just for fun and game, you know, a little spice and excitement. Okay, but let's say you want to have a deep, meaningful conversation. and you want to have sex after your date. Okay. Okay. Well, this gets a little bit, you know, tricky here. What you would want to do though, in order to have a successful date night in this scenario, is that you want to go in with a game plan of what it is you want to talk about. You know, the things that are most present on your mind and then make those the conversation you have at the beginning of date night, right? Because as the night goes on and he realizes, you know, you're getting closer and closer to sex, he's going to start drifting off more and more thinking about all the things he's going to want to do to you that night in order to pleasure you, please you to make sure that, you know, you are deeply satisfied. You know, he's going to be thinking about, you know, ways that he can massage you, you know, your shoulder, your back, your clit, all of that. So you want to have the deep conversations up front. You know, so at the beginning of the night, you will want to talk about the things that are, you know, going on, you know, what's going on at work, what's going on in you know, life, uh, what are some things that you've been thinking about, you know, for vacations or, you know, uh, things that you want to try differently, non-sexual things, you know, like maybe you want to start, you know, doing, you know, something online, you know, a blog, uh, 
you know, a yet a Yetsy store or whatever that's called. You know, um, maybe you want to do some eBay and Amazon, you know, whether you not, uh, you know, you want to start some sort of online business or, you know, what vacation you want to go on. Or maybe you want to talk about uh, the idea of kids, right? Maybe, you know, you're, you don't have kids yet and you want to talk more about kids. You know, uh, maybe you're ready and you're wanting to see if he's ready. You know, these deep, meaningful conversations that you want to have, put it at the front of the night, right? When he's going to be most present in that conversation. And then as the night progresses, you get into the more fun, lighthearted conversation and then eventually into the more flirty and sexual conversations. So. That's how I would do this if the goal is to end date night with great sex is make sure all the important deep conversation is up front. Or, you know, if you don't go out to eat, make sure you do all the, you know, fun non-sexual stuff up front. Maybe you go, you know, for just a walk, you know, to start off the night. You know, or you go off and you play tennis to start off the night, you know, or, you know, whatever it is, you know, a bike ride, you know, whatever it is, you start that off. And then as the night progresses, maybe you do more into moving it towards laser tag. Maybe uh, as the night progresses, uh, you start getting into the idea of uh, strip poker, although strip poker really isn't fun when it's just the two of you. But you can start throwing in dice and, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff, right? You, the point is, for a successful date night, you got to have a strategy. You know, um, one for if you plan to end the night with sex or and one if sex is not going to be at the end of the night. And then you got to plan it out, strategize it. You know, don't go in there blind and try and make it up as you go, because if you just try and make it up as you go, most of your night is going to be, well, what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Um, I guess I'm a little hungry. Where do you want to eat? Oh, I don't know. You choose. Okay, let's go to X, Y, Z. Nah, I don't want that. You know, women, <laughs> you know, the amount of time that is wasted trying to guess where you want to eat. Versus you just telling us when you already know where you want to eat. Yeah. No, but anyways, go in there with a strategy and a plan so that you're not wasting your date night, but it's actually going forth and accomplishing the goals that you are wanting to get out of date night. Now, it's really that simple. It's really about you know, being able to think, you know, mostly what is it that you want to talk about? What is it that you want to accomplish? And then putting um, that up front at the beginning of the night and then let the night progress to more lighthearted, more fun, you know, flirty moods. Okay. So that's it. You know, that's really, you know, my advice here for setting up date night. 
I I mean, I could try and, you know, tell you what, you know, me and my wife's typical date night is. But, you know, as, as far as that goes, that's based off of our interests. You know, I can talk about, you know, laser tag, but if you're not into laser tag, that doesn't help you much. So you got to take an assessment. Here are the things that you like. You know, here's the things that he likes. You know, and here's what you want to do. And then plan out that night. Plan it out so that you have the serious, heartfelt conversations up front and that it gets to the lighter, flirtier moods as the night progresses. And if you do this, you're going to have a successful, fun date night that allows you to connect emotionally and help deepen your emotional connection in your relationship to get more of your fulfillment, which also means, you know, ladies, that as you are more deeply connected emotionally, once you go back to the physical connection, the sexual connection, that's going to be deeper, that's going to be richer, and that's going to be even more satisfying. I thank you so much for your time and attention and listening to the show. Hey, share this around uh, with anybody that you think um, you know would be interested. Go to sexmancers.com. Go to the contact me if you want to share your success story or if you want to be a guest on the show uh, to get some advice or you know, if you're somebody who is in the field of, you know, relationship coaching, uh, relationship therapist, you know, sex coaching, and you want to share uh, what has been successful with your clients, you know, go ahead and contact me to be a guest on the show as well. All right. Thank you so much. And I'll be back again soon. <laughs>